Welcome to Hubbard Helps, a program that spotlights the people and organizations making a difference in Chicago. Now here's your host, Kara Hernandez. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. People and animals alike deserve to feel safe. Safe Humane is committed to breaking the cycle of violence through trauma-informed care and programs for abused and neglected shelter dogs and people impacted by trauma. Focusing on the animal-human bond, they hope to educate, advocate, and give victims of abuse a second chance at a safer life. With us this morning to talk more about Safe Humane and the work they are doing for animals and people who are victims of violence is Cynthia Bathurst, the CEO and co-founder. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be with you. You're the CEO and co-founder of Safe Humane. What led you to the position you're in today, and what sparked your passion for helping shelter dogs and people who have been victims of abuse and violence? Coming to the position where I am today has been uh, a number of years, a lot of changes that started, really started with being or witnessing a, um, the death of a murder victim on my block in my neighborhood, which shocked me and put me into action on trying to do something about violence and understanding about what's going on with violence. I was a president of a neighborhood association, and I got to work helping with when community policing first came out in Chicago. So I got involved in uh, things like community policing and, and trying to get at root causes. And that led me to say, where can I make a big difference, not just with people? And at the time, uh, there were a lot of concerns about dogs and dog fighting. Put the two together. How can we put the two together? Both of them are victims of violence, can be victims of violence and trauma. And I thought, let's see if we can't bring more people together to do something positive about violence and trauma. And that's how it started, and I've been passionate about it ever since. If there's one thing that I have learned and one thing that led me to where I am and has kept my passion going is that a lot of things can spark interest in something for everybody, but there's always an element where we can help more people and more beings. And both people and animals are the fabric of our communities, and it's actually easy to get involved and do something. And I am very passionate about that. It sounds like it, which that also kind of leads me to my next question. What do you want more people to understand about the human-animal bond, and how does it help both parties who have experienced trauma? You know, one of the things that I think is interesting about saying the human-animal bond, and it's a phrase that people throw around a lot, but it's incredibly important, particularly when we're focused, for example, on dogs and then cats, horses, other things. But, you know, dogs have been dependent on humans for some 15,000 years. I mean, so we are bonded um, in that kind of societal way. But also that bond, which is very important, and we do need to help um, dogs and cats and other companion animals and any animals, there's even some scientific basis for it. When you pet a dog, scientific studies show that there's a neurochemical change that happens. So you actually chemically, through your brain, feel better just petting and being around an animal. But that aside... Having a being that just totally listens to you, that's not judgmental, has been shown to be incredibly important for people who've been through certain trauma. And by helping another being who needs our help, like animals do, helps people heal themselves. 
and then the animals themselves feel better because they're protected, they're safe, you build trust, there's compassion there. So what couldn't be more transformative and positive than that? Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Safe Humane? So I gave you a little idea about how I got involved because I was president of a neighborhood association and we had started dealing with issues about companion animals and communities. But because I wanted to do more about uh, violence, but not being against something, being for something, I started putting together what I learned from community policing. So we started out with Safety Maine, with court advocacy, being advocates in criminal courtrooms for the families and, and particularly for the animals and most often dogs that had been abused or seriously neglected and making sure that the the county, the state, even the city took those cases very seriously and understood what the law was. So we set out to be there just to represent animals that have no voices in court. Uh, and they were there to make sure that we uh, that those laws were prosecuted and then that there was some kind of restorative justice, whether it's help for the animals or for the families that have been affected. And then we also found out that those animals were sort of twice abused by putting them into a system where they were just kind of put on the shelf like anything else. Um, People are used to talking about the dog pound. Pound comes from impound. You're like impounding a car or a gun or a drug. And so treating them uh, not as the sentient beings that they were. So by starting with court advocacy, we were able to figure out what a lot of the parties needed, and we started a court case dog program. Um, Rather than calling them evidence, because when animals are abused, the animals are at the moment that they're found, obviously are evidence of a crime. But, you know, that's just for the moment, and they're growing, growing beings, and they're changing, and they have needs. What the court case dog program does is improve their quality of life in the shelter and then work with animal rescue groups and other shelters who would take them out and get them adopted. And then we would provide free lifetime behavioral support if it was needed and asked for for the dogs and their family. So uh, we put out 1,406 dogs, and I consider them all mine. Some of them have passed on, um, you know, from old age, which is awesome given what they came from. And when we started, only 2% of dogs who were brought in as evidence at Chicago Animal Care and Control made it out alive for all kinds of reasons. They got stuck in a cage and forgotten about because they thought that the laws wouldn't allow them to be cared for in the same kind of way as others. Also, they happened to look like a particular kind of dog that scared people. And I'm sure everyone immediately goes to that phrase, uh, pit bull, but it used to be German shepherds or bloodhounds or things like that so they go to that to that stereotype and so those dogs just never made it out alive because they slowly went crazy and we brought in court advocacy we brought in trainers and volunteers animal care control got on board and we got a program going for those dogs so that by the time we really transitioned it fully back to animal care and control only a a couple years ago 95% of those dogs made it out alive. And why not all 100%? Because sometimes after abuse and neglect, they were suffering and needed to be humanely euthanized 
or their behavior was such that wasn't safe. Um, but we're really proud of the fact that that happened. And because of that, we were able to do programs, other kinds of programs. This is Hubbard Helps on Hubbard Radio Chicago. I'm Kara Hernandez. Today, we're joined by Cynthia Bathurst, the CEO and co-founder of Safe Humane. Safe Humane is dedicated to making Chicago a city in which people and companion animals are safe from all forms of violence and have access to the services necessary to live in safe, humane neighborhoods. According to your website, safehumanechicago.org, you offer many programs for people and animals alike. What are some of the different programs and services you provide and what impacts have they made? We first did uh, youth leaders programs where we went into a couple of high schools. High school students became ambassadors really for information and practical information in animal welfare and community welfare issues and went to elementary schools and talked to the elementary school students. And we'd take dogs and kids and trainers, and it was a fabulous, um, fabulous program. And that morphed into doing youth ambassador programs and then into what we do now, what we call lifetime bonds, bringing together people who've been impacted by trauma together with animals who've been, and particularly dogs who've been impacted by trauma and see the magic that happens. We got to the Lifetime Bonds Program by making it clear that we want to help people as well as animals. There's no other organization quite like Safe Humane. In fact, there isn't one that I know of exactly like us. Um, And that's because we care equally about the people and the animals who've been impacted by trauma. Um, and Lifetime Bonds is sort of the program with court case dogs that most other communities around the country seem to be most interested in. So uh, whether they're people who are trying to re-enter the workforce and we worked with them at Animal Care and Control and the funeral have gotten jobs in animal welfare, which is awesome, or whether it's just being a youth leader and now they've grown up because some of them are out there and are graduating colleges. So we're really proud of that part of Lifetime Bond. Um, one success story that I can tell about, which we're not doing right now because we need some special staff, is a program called Valor, Veterans Advancing the Lives of Rescues. And that was taking veterans who suffered from PTSD, and they would help the court case dogs, not take them on as service animals themselves, but help those dogs. And many of the veterans would say it gave them a purpose, gave them something they were doing for their dogs. And some of them did adopt them. The key to that is that it gave them a purpose, and they were giving back, which is what they gave so much to in their, in their service to our country. What plans and goals do you have for Safe Humane in the future? Well, I think that what we're doing right now, so this is a perfect time to be talking to you, um, what we're doing right now is starting to transition uh, the programs that we've been successful with and we could and uh, transition them to individuals or organizations and helping them take them on while we do more with webinars, mentoring, consulting, not just in Chicago, but outside of Chicago. So we're in the process of putting together the materials and working with other organizations. For example, we're working with Northern Illinois University and a group called Teachers Pet in Detroit. We're updating our curriculum, which we're calling Common Bonds to focus on the fact that we have tools for both people and animals. And we're going to be taking that out next year and um, 
and helping others do the same. So what's the best way for those listening right now to help Safe Humane as well as help shelter animals and violence victims in their communities? Well, you know, I'm the CEO, so of course I should say, and it is true, that donating to Safe Humane will help us build these programs and help us help others build those programs so they can certainly donate. But, you know, what we really all need to do is go with what we've been focusing on for years, education, advocacy, second chances, and using that transformative power of the human-animal bond to help both species. So what can they do? They can learn what the issues are, share the information with their own community, with their neighbors, with their family. They can volunteer at their local shelters, and I mean shelters for people or for animals, and all of the nonprofits need help. But I can tell you that Chicago Animal Care and Control, where we focus our attention, uh, the only facility, there's only one in the city of Chicago um, at uh, 28th and Western, basically. They need volunteers a lot, and it's a bit of a process, but we would help you. So volunteer or volunteer at local domestic violence shelters. The need is really great to make sure that those who've been victims of or who are part of domestic violence situations can have their companion animals with them. And there are very few to none who can do that. There are a lot of great organizations who will take on an animal while someone's in a, in a shelter when they're trying to stay away from violence, but they really need to be together. We need to do more about that. Um, so anything anyone can do in that regard, and then obviously they can foster animals and adopt. Currently, uh, we have a new program, which I didn't mention, uh, called PALS at Chicago Animal Care and Control because the success of the court case dog program is that the city now treats those dogs just like any others. So we've expanded our reach to deal with any dog that's obviously been abused and neglected, whether there's a court case or not. We're, we're going to help them, and we call them Pals, there are program dogs, our ambassador dogs, our lifetime bonders dogs, and a lot of those animals need fosters and adopters and help. Um, so if someone wants to foster or adopt a pal, we'd be happy to help with that. What's the most gratifying part of being the CEO and co-founder of Safe Humane Chicago? Creating actionable, accessible opportunities for those who've been impacted by trauma. That is, the court case dogs, that program, and lifetime bonds where we can work at detention centers or we can work with community groups like in Las Chicago to find out what they need in terms of animals and people in their communities. How can we help those communities be safer, more humane, or just? And it's incredibly gratifying, every little bitty success of being part of that, representing that, and helping somebody who wants to do their part. Thank you so much for talking to us this morning, Cynthia. Thank you very much. Our guest this morning has been Cynthia Bathurst, CEO and co-founder of Safe Humane. For more information or to contribute to their mission, visit safehumanechicago.org. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. I'm Kara Hernandez. Hubbard Helps is powered by Hubbard Radio, making a difference in Chicago.